Welcome to 49ers After Dark, after a one-week hiatus because Jesse Naylor didn't want to do the show. I'm Grant Cohn. Jesse, great to see you. How are you? Oh, wow. Way to throw me under the, the diva. bus and ask how I am. That's great. It's my style. Yeah. The yeah that makes sense. I get it. No, it was my fault. I was on vacation, and I don't work after 5 o'clock after, on vacations, apparently. You don't work after dark. Yeah. It's, yeah. Hey, but now, but now I'm back, and it's dusk <laughs> on the West Coast. And we need to talk about the Niners quarterbacks. We're going to talk about Kyle Shanahan's preference. We're also going to talk about the draft. It's coming up. And we're going to talk about, you know, some, some positions, some players, uh, some free agents to keep an eye on after the draft. We're even going to talk about Debo Samuel. But first, we need to talk about Trey Lance's mechanics because he put out another video. And me and Jesse, I don't know if we disagree, but we, we needed to hash some things out. And he texted me last night at like, what was it like 11 10 30 no well 10 30 your time no it was yeah. like it was probably like one in the morning my time like 10 okay. 10 your time yeah and then we were going back and forth for about an hour it's hitting each other like stills and screenshots and all this stuff and so now we can actually discuss it uh i felt from what i saw that he's still very much a work in progress um but we know that he's going to this coach and he's He's doing. He wants to be the best. He's going to Patrick Mahomes' coach. He's got the right idea. It's never going to be a quick fix, but it's a work in progress. What did you see in this in this video? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let me be clear too. I don't want to come across like I think I'm some sort of expert because that's I not am. at all. What? Yeah, you are. You you <laughs> because you I are. played JV baseball at Bishbow Dowd. Got yeah. I did. It's it's true. You um, yeah, you are an reading. expert. I am not. So just take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But I, <laughs> I'm going off of conversations that I had with Trey Lance's quarterback coach. Three times I had him on the channel. And then behind the scenes, we stay in contact. I ask him questions. I, I pick, pick his brain anytime things like this come up. For sure. And one thing that he said multiple times on the channel and then multiple times off the channel is that a big reason for Trey Lance's maybe inconsistencies when it comes to accuracy is that his eye level moves an awful lot during his That's throwing true. motion. That's true. And when you watched him at his pro day, you watched him even in training camp last year, what I noticed anyways is that when he would drop back, right as, he's, right as he would start his throwing motion, his hips would drop, so now his eye level went from here to here. And then naturally, when you throw, your hips raise. That's that's normal for everybody. So all in one motion, three different eye levels. Right. That's all tough. before he throws. And that, that's to tough. me, would call cause some of those accuracy issues. For sure. I saw yesterday two throws again. And, and does it translate when he plays? Who knows? Two. Two throws. Two throws. I'm your hype man. But in both of those throws, what I saw was his hip level stayed even until he actually started going forward in his throwing motion. At that point, his hips would raise. That is normal. But he wasn't going through three eye levels in one throwing motion. It was. I, I agree. I saw that two. too. So that's that's what I saw. That's good. That was the major improvement. That's that improvement. I and yeah. I think it's important to remember, like changing or tweaking your your throwing motion is extremely difficult. It doesn't happen overnight. It's no. gradual. And the person that we talk about who did it. I had the same issue, uh, Jalen Hurts. We were, we, I was looking at him last night. He's also a work in progress. He's gotten yeah. better, 
like he you can see he has a, a, a more flexed front leg when he when he transfers his weight. But by the time he releases the ball, that front leg is very straight. So I think it's he's he's in a, a, a work in progress. He's just a little bit further along than Trey at this point. What I'd like to see from Trey, the way I look at Trey is that the way I look at, I keep referencing this kid I went to high school with, Tyson Ross. He was in the major leagues for a long time. I don't know if you know who he was. He was a starting pitcher on the West Coast. He was with the Padres. He was, a, he was an all-star, 6'5", 245. Uh, went to Cal, second-round pick. Just a, a phenomenal athlete. And Tyson could throw a 96-mile-an-hour fastball without really using his legs. Like, just an extremely powerful arm. Trey has an extremely powerful arm. But I think... For him to be the best, and that's why he's here, that's what he wants to do. For him to be like Mahomes, he needs to l- learn how to use his legs, um, let, need to let, needs to learn how to let his legs do the work because I think his arm does most of the work, which is going to lead to a little bit. You can't have the same arm slot every single time, the same release point every single time if your arm's also providing the power the arm should just be providing the accuracy. It's the guide. And the power comes from your weight transfer and your hip uh, rotation. He can do this. He's got the right coaches. He's got the right mindset. He's bought in. It's going to take a little time. But that's what I think he's working on right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I also think that we've seen, first of all, it's also not out of the ordinary for every quarterback to tweak their mechanics every offseason. We've seen Brady it did Burrow. it forever. We saw it for Tom Brady. I mean, he talked Ever. about it. 18 years in, he's like, yep, this offseason, I tweaked some things. And hell yeah, every quarterback does it. So to act as if Trey Lance's mechanics were so crusty, the clown that he can't figure this out, or he, he doesn't <laughs> deserve grace to get better. It that's where I kind of find this whole thing laughable. Every quarterback tweaks their mechanics, every single one of them, every single offseason. So he is no different. What he needs to do is just whatever his throwing motion is. And this is one thing that I heard, you know, from his quarterback coach, we heard it from, from data who worked with them last year. I've heard it from, from Jordan Palmer. All of them say the same thing. There is no exact perfect motion, but whatever it is for you, you have to just be able to do it repeatedly with consistency and whatever that may look like. There, you know, people can nitpick, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. If it works for you, it works for you. Just be consistent with it. But the reason he's going to this coach now and working on these things and he's bought in is because he realizes that if he does get his legs more involved um, and let them do the work, that his accuracy will improve and uh, he'll have less arm fatigue because he won't be using his, he won't be whipping his arm around like he has been the last four or five years. So I think he's bought in. I think he understands that it can take him to the elite level. Because this is what I, this is what I saw with Trey. First time I saw him in practice, it was like, oh my god, this is the best quarterback I've seen on this practice field. But then I had to step back and be like, who have I seen on this practice field? Jimmy, Nick Mullins, Colin Kaepernick, Alex yeah. uh, Smith. It's like it's not, it's not a bunch of Hall of Famers. And then that year, I went down and we saw the uh, the joint practice with the Chargers, with and I'm standing there with Herbert, and I'm like, whoa. Well, this is different. With Herbert, the ball flies off his hand too, but it's effortless. There's an effortlessness. His arm is not he's providing any power. It's just the whole body is in sync. And then you look at Trey, and he's grunting. He, you know what I mean? It, it's different, effortful uh, delivery. And he's not as trained as Justin Herbert. You know, Justin Herbert probably went all those freaking Elite 11 camps and probably stuff that Trey Lance wasn't doing in Western Minnesota or wherever he's from. Right. 
So yeah. I, he's still young. He can still do it now, but he's a little bit behind the curve when it comes to like having that effortless, perfect in sync. In sync. He needs to be Justin Timberlake, is what I'm saying. But the hair's going. He had the Justin Timberlake hair, but now it's gone. He needs to let but it go. But he's been more 98 degrees, really, you know? So <laughs> I think anyway. one thing I want to point out, too, just while we're on here together. And I know this front leg thing is a really big deal to you. And I'm not saying that it's not because there, there is, I mean, there is some evidence of this. And when you listen to quarterback coaches talk, they do talk about locking out your front leg, but let's take the two quarterbacks that we saw in the Super Bowl. One thing that you and I can probably agree on with our million screenshots at one in the morning, like idiots oh, yeah. was that the two quarterbacks that were in the Super Bowl representing the AFC and the NFC still do the same thing that oh, yeah. Trey Lance does. And oh, yeah. it's a work in progress for everybody oh, yeah. all the time. For so. sure. Especially Jalen Hurts. The thing with Mahomes is like, dude, he could he could play quarterback left-handed. I feel like he could he could play with his feet. Yeah, he could do whatever the hell he wants to do and put it right on the money. He's an alien. I don't understand how he does what he does. And yeah. Trey shouldn't even aspire to that. Like, that's not no. you. It's not gonna be you. It's not gonna be anyone else in the world. He uh but Jalen Hurts, you know, aspire to be like Jalen Hurts. Cause I don't I don't think Jalen Hurts is that much more gifted than Trey. I don't no. think he is at all. No. I think it, no, he it, should just provide Trey confidence that Trey can get there too. Yeah, I would say physically, he's, I mean, he's less gifted than Trey Lance. So. Yeah, a little bit smaller. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and again, if Trey, if I'm wrong, please please correct me. But, but what I, th I think I'm right, and I think you would agree, and I think that's what's so encouraging. I feel like he's bought in. He's got the right mentality. He's got the right coaches. He's got all the ability. He's got... Uh, I mean, now all it's going to take is time on task and some patience. And if it's not the Niners that's going to re reap the rewards of his dedication, then it'll be some other team. But he looks like he's got the dedication that you need. I would also say this to anybody that's like, well, I mean, it's great when you see these changes when he's throwing in T-shirts and shorts. That's true. And we don't know what it's going to necessarily look like when he goes and plays. But one thing I will say is there was a clear difference in last year prior versus what it was his rookie year. And the one thing that was clear to me that they had worked on last offseason was shortening the stride. And shortening yep. the stride also shortened his overall arm path because everything is married. That actually also stuck when the bullets started flying. So yep. there was no change there. He was able to change a little thing in his mechanics, in my opinion, in one offseason. I don't think that there's any reason to think that he can't do the same this offseason with making a minor tweak. And let me just explain why this front leg thing is important. Again, we're talking about using the legs to generate um, power, not the arm. And when you extend the front leg, that's the deceleration phase for your lower body. Like, that's the end of the weight transfer. That's like NC. So what you want to do is transfer your weight through the release point of uh, with your hand. That way, you, once the leg extends you got to power the rest of, of the way through the the motion with your arm and you're trying to do as little of that as possible so he'll get there but like if the arm is extended when his arm hand is back here man that's a lot of that's a lot of torque you're putting on your shoulder your elbow and you're you're not going to have the same release point every time because your arm will be a little bit more tired every time all of that so this is that's why it's important but again alex smith fixed it jalen hurts fixed it it's totally fixable all you got to do is buy and have the right coach and work on it takes time yeah absolutely i mean i mean we've got two top 10 quarterbacks of all time that had a lot worse that they had to fix and they were able to do it 
Aaron Rodgers and Steve Young. So <laughs> don't, don't yep. think that it can't. The little things that need to be fixed, again, these are not major issues. They can be fixed. And it's not like Kaepernick, who had a bunch of success doing it his way for a long time and then tried to change it at the end. Like I don't think he was ever bought in because he had, he had had success doing it his way. Trey, like I mean, he's only started four games. It seems like he understands, you know, I I got to do it the right way. I got to learn from the right people. Like that's great. And that's, again, why the Niners drafted this kid because he has the right mentality. He's got both him and Brock Purdy are like little 30-year-olds, you know. Also, I, I, one last thing. This is now the third straight offseason that there has been a different quarterback coach incorporated for, for a short period of time. So what I would say is if you've had three of the best lay eyes on your motion and there's not a major change, then it's not that bad. They know more yeah. than we know, period. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's keep monitoring these, these clips. Thank you, Trey Lance, for putting them out there and allowing us to uh, you know, nitpick them, given the fact that we're not really experts. But I think we understand the uh, the journey you're on and what you're trying to accomplish, and we salute you, sir. <laughs> salute. <laughs> <laughs> Kev F says Tyson Ross on A's was fire. Huge all-arm, little motion. Yeah, man, he was great in high school, too. I used to watch him up close with his little brother, Joey, back when Joey was like five feet tall. Joey also ended up going to the major leagues and was like 6'4". Those dudes were insane in high school. Um, I, feel, I always felt like Tyson was as good as any pitcher of his generation. He was just hurt a lot. Because yeah. it, I, if you ever watched him pitch, I mean, it was, I mean, whoa, he moved his arm very fast. A six foot six dude. It was like, <laughs> yeah, right. whoa. I never stood it against Tyson. I wanted to, but at the same time, I was scared, dude. That was like, dude. Well, when you're, you're six huge. foot six and you've got limbs that long, I mean, it's easy to generate a lot of torque, you know? I mean, it was almost too easy for Tyson. I mean, I've never seen anyone generate torque. It was such little effort, like, like yeah. Tyson. He was like the right-handed Madison Bumgarner, but Bumgarner had that real nice and easy motion. Just kind of yeah. locked in at 92 miles an hour. Tyson was just like, boom, 96. It was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. Loved watching him. Uh, <laughs> I heart you, Grant. I heart you more, Jesse. He says, Danny. Hey, what's up? What it do? All what Niners says, I watched him film on Mahomes and his front leg looks similar to Lance's on short passes. The only time he has a bent front leg is on long passes. There you go. All I would say is, I think Mahomes could hit receivers standing on his head i, I think he's a little, <laughs> yeah, probably, a little different probably good da buddha says damn grant that new camera makes you look good <laughs> as thank you i really appreciate it very handsome man i think but so is jesse gammon brown says at less second sports what does it say about kyle shannon and his system if he gets to the nfc championship game three straight years with three different starting quarterbacks mm. It it says exactly what my thought is when we talk about the quarterback position here in a bit. So, yeah, I'm with you, Gammon. It is an interesting perspective. It kind of makes him the modern-day Joe Gibbs because Joe Gibbs always had a different quarterback. I think he won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks, and his whole offense was run first. Yeah. And I think if Joe Gibbs were Kyle's age and coaching today, He'd probably lose in the NFC Championship a lot because he didn't have the quarterback. You could probably win. You could win that way in the eighties. It was it was done. It a lot of teams did it. Bears did it, but I don't know if you do that anymore. So yeah, I would yeah, say he's the modern Joe Gibbs. It all comes down to the area you're coaching in. And yeah. actually, Vish and I were talking about this last night. He and he brought up a really good point. I bet you if Kyle Shanahan 
was back in the early 2000s, late 90s, whatever, coaching the Eagles, they probably would have won a Super Bowl because that run-first style would have benefited them versus putting everything on Donovan McNabb. So, you know, it just depends on the team you get, how much do they fit your style, and then the era as well plays a big factor in this. Uh, all Niners says Mahomes is all upper body on short throws too, in my opinion. Sure. <clears throat> Mahomes has elite ball control. Like, just his arm. He can put the ball exactly where he wants to. And he doesn't throw it that hard most of the time. I don't. I haven't seen that. Lance throws it very hard and hasn't shown elite ball control yet. So he's he. It's a little bit different. I would just say pointing to a works for Mahomes isn't necessarily like I remember. Not that I'm, but I, I remember when I first started getting serious about baseball when I was 16. Shooty Babbitt. Uh, he was used to play in the league. He was a scout. My dad knew him. He was in media, and he started coaching me when I was 16. He was like, "Let me see your batting stance," and I just did the A-Rod stance because I thought A-Rod was the best because he right. was. And he yeah. was like, why are you doing any of that? You like your, your foot off the ground a little bit, your hand. He's like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know because A-Rod does. It's like, A-Rod's the best athlete in the world. He could do you whatever he do wants that, to yeah. do. Yeah. He can hit however he wants to hit. You can't do that. So why don't we, it's like, he just kind of broke it down and made it basic. And I was like, okay, that makes sense because I'm just a guy. Right, of course. And I'm not saying Trey's just a guy, but compared to Mahomes? He's just a guy. Kind right of. Now he's so you should guy. be focused on mechanics. You know what I'm saying? For sure. For yeah. sure. J. Mark Garza says drafting players are just swings in the dark. Increase your chances of hitting by drafting positions of need two or three times. Use all 11 picks, i.e. two OT, three edge, two cornerbacks. Keep it up. You guys are great. Makes sense. I, I, I don't mind it. I mean, I don't mind that strategy. I would throw in safety. Also, take a quarterback every year if that's the case, right? It's the most important position. You never really know. I mean, the Niners have three guys on their roster right now. They like them. But they don't really know if any of these guys are going to be on the team next year, honestly, we, or which one. Well, especially this team. They need to take quarterback every year. No, no doubt about it. Dave Barclay says, what up, guys? How much did I miss tonight? 18 minutes. 18 minutes and 21 seconds. We, re we reassured everyone about Trey Lance's mechanics, so you must be still upset because you missed <laughs> it. We should all be able to agree, says Bobby D. Trey Lance needs a haircut. <laughs> For sure. I feel For like sure. once he cuts his hair and goes bald, like that's when you know he's ready. He's really ready. Oh, I mean, like, that's like, like he's getting in his MJ bag. Yeah, exactly. Like he'll be like, <laughs> if he comes in with super baggy jeans, a hoop earring, and a bald head, you know it's, it's over. Up. It's yeah. over. <laughs> All right. It's about a year to the day. Well, about a about a little bit more than a year ago, Debo Samuel requested a trade. The whole offseason was messy. Niner fans kind of turned on him. I mean, he held out, which I, who was the last player who did that? Uh, it all worked out in the end, but then he had a real down season with, you know, injuries and just kind of being not at his top shape in any way. Um, in retrospect, should the Niners have just given Debo Samuel what he wanted, which was a trade? Man, well, I mean, I think what he wanted was to be paid. <laughs> and they, they did give him what he wanted. Let me rephrase there. that. Let me rephrase that. Should they have given him what he asked for? Yeah, there you go. That's And that's fair. Because he did. He asked he for it. it, it don't ask for it if you don't want it. Right, right. And, man, I think, obviously, a lot of things would change. You can't say that everything would have played out the same if Debo Samuel was traded. But knowing that they've got CMC on this roster right now, and knowing that it's a little bit redundant between those two, 
I mean, Debo's a hell of a player, and I, I think Debo's going to bounce back in a big way this year. He's coming. He's going to come in in much better shape, in my opinion. I think he's going to have another very, very good season. However, if you could have avoided paying him all that money and you could have netted a first-round pick, I, I look at the Jets. They were the one team that offered the, the most, most value in return, right? So for me, that's the team that I look at. And this offseason, they just traded Elijah Moore. Well, if you're the 49ers and you could have traded Debo in a third round pick for Elijah in a first, I think that might have been been worth it. They could have taken in Garrett Heinz- Wilson, who was the rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. either that or they could have drafted a completely different position because they really liked Elijah right. Moore, who is a sure, little bit way. more Ayuk than he is Debo. So either way. I, I think I mean, again, favorite player, <laughs> the signature is right behind me, but emotion removed from this. Knowing that CMC is on this roster, yeah, man, I think if I if I could do it over, or if I was the front office and they could do it over, and I would say, yeah, I I probably would have pulled the trigger on that. An interesting hypothetical is if the Niners had known that they were going to get Christian McCaffrey, would they have granted Debo Samuel his request and traded him? Because I think they would have. Exactly. Like once you get Christian McCaffrey, all of a sudden you're looking at your $24 million a year gadget player, running back, hybrid wide receiver. Like, man, you know what? You're great, but you're hurt a lot. And we really don't need you like we needed you two years ago. So I don't know. It seems like, yeah, they probably should have traded him. And what's interesting about the whole Debo thing is they, they, they coddle him. Can I just say that for they coddle Debo? Like he he sat out the whole off season. He came back. He was out of shape. He, in, he immediately got seven eight touches a game. Like freaking Brandon Ayuk is constant. Is like has six percent body fat. He never misses a practice. He's never misses a game. He like looks at Kyle Shanahan wrong, and he like gets fr- frozen out for like. Games. It doesn't make any sense. But Debo Samuel, he could be 225. He could have one hamstring. And Kyle's like, baby, I'm giving you 10 touches today. Like, why? I don't think that makes any... I think it's unfair. And if I were Brandon, I would notice it. I'd be like... What? what? I don't understand. <laughs> I th- well, I think coddled. Brandon does notice it a little bit. I mean, yeah. he, did, he did tweet that on the... Brandon's not coddled. Bra- all these Brandon, gets the, Brandon gets the tough love. Where's the tough love for Debo? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I got worked up. I, I'm not in, in obviously, I mean, there's no way to know for sure, but I'm not like trying to stir up anything. I'm, but Brandon does know that he's the fourth. Yeah. I, Brandon does know that he's the fourth option. He tweeted it. He knows what it is. And so I'm sure that he's like, man, if you gave me 10 tries at this a game, yeah. I bet you I could put up 1,400 yards too. You know, I bet you I wouldn't drop two of them like Butterfingers <laughs> over here. Although Ayuk does drop a few himself, there's some weird. He has some weird ones that he drops. He dropped one in the in the end zone last year that was like uncontested. That I, I think Niner fans can't get out of their mind. It was like right there. That you know which one I can't get out of my mind? Which one? The one against Seattle in the second game. It was completely meaningless. But if he had caught that, Grant, I would have won roughly eight hundred bucks for my fantasy football league. So, oh, but he also, dropped it, and so I didn't. Eight hundred bucks is a lot. Damn. Yeah. Also, the one when Brock Purdy like ran left and then ran back to the right and like did a pirouette yeah, and then the hit, one, yeah. he dropped that one. That's true. Yeah. It's true. He, I mean, yeah. you know, but no, no receiver is perfect. By Debo any drops like eleven a game, though. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Debo Give or does take. have a lot of drops as well. Yes. 
Yeah. So, yeah, they could have had Elijah Moore or Garrett Wilson and, for cheap and still had McCaffrey. I wonder how they're going to work that one out with Debo. Like, is Debo, you, you expressed optimism. I like that about you. You, see, you seem optimistic by nature. Uh, I don't. I don't have any feeling for whether or not Debo Samuel is going to come back yeah. in shape this year. I mean, he likes Mike and Ike's. That's all I can say. He he likes the Mike and Ike's. And he's been eating the Mike and Ike's. So I don't know how many. Where is that? Because I'm trying to lose weight right now, and you can't be eating Mike and Ike's like that when you're trying to lose weight. And I'm just trying yeah. to lose five pounds. You know what I'm saying? It's those last five that you're trying to lose. It's, you can't be losing them. You, know what I'm saying? you can't be six percent body fat with eating Mike and Ike's. It's the rule. It says it on the box. But, well, probably better than Fun Dip. The re- the reason I think I he's gonna have a better dip. season is so good. So <laughs> the reason that I think he's gonna have a bounce back season is because last off season it was all about getting paid, and what True. comes along with that is you can't do those extra workouts. You can't risk a, an injury. You just can't do it. Everything is on the line for you. If he goes out and he worked as hard as he could and popped an Achilles, that's it for him. He doesn't get True. that money. He doesn't get that life changing generational changing kind of money and so he had to play it easy and it was obvious that he played it easy i don't begrudge him for that but that means now that you've been paid this offseason you've got to come in as good as you can and i think it's going to look very very different than it did last year i mean you call them like a double debo with cheese last year i don't remember what you call them a mcdebel debo or i don't know what it was but it was funny and Yes, I don't expect him to look like that this offseason. Well, we've been seeing him working out, and we saw that he's been deadlifting 225 pounds, so watch out. Here comes Debo. No, I'm just kidding. That's He's he's doing good. I, I know, like, professional athletes don't really deadlift. Like, it's not an explosive activity. You want to, like, no. I've been trying to do cleans. I look like such a dork trying to do cleans. I'm not very <laughs> coordinated, and I don't have a lot of weight on the bar so i you know and i feel sick Let, actually like, post that video buddy. let's let's slow-mo analyze your no. clean form the way that we absolutely not trey lance's throwing motion <laughs> that would be awful i've i've so I, i've been watching eric crocker post his um workout videos and part of mm-hmm. me wants to post mine but then i like i remind myself like no one wants to see that no one <laughs> people want to watch the former football player do his thing no one wants to see that and i got to remind myself that because you know you should, I'm a little vain. It, you should make but I don't it have like the body to pull it off. Of it, where it's like you're lifting yeah. like eight pounds and just making it look like the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that would be pretty yeah. good. <laughs> plumbing God 42. Wow. The God of plumbing. This is either Mario or someone who does something way different. <laughs> Trey Lance's hairline looks like a weed whacker with a rubber band on the trigger running wild on a lawn. I don't understand why he would do this to himself. I feel like he feels he could have like a hair band or a hat and it'll kind of look good, but like, man, I think the best look at this time would be to just let it go. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Yeah, or, or you could do like the the shave, like stubble look, but then you can get the tattoo, like hair, so it looks like, you know, the whole hairline's there. I mean, you could that's work that That's a great idea. In. I think that'd yeah. be, a, that's the way to go. That's what yeah. I would do. Yep. Dave Barclay says, yes, still say get rid of Debo and fire Kyle. What? So is my dad. So is my dad. Kyle, I mean, look, I just feel like we're going to be, it's going to be week eight and Sam Donald's going to be playing and a lot of Niner fans are going to be like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> but let's see. Let's give Kyle the benefit of the doubt. Niner's throwback says, will Trey Lance's footwork ever improve? I think it will. I think it has. I also don't think it's he in the has process. horrible footwork. I don't think his foot, his foot, I mean, I guess 
what do you consider footwork? But if he knows how to do a three-step drop, he knows how to do a five-step yeah. drop. He knows, you know, I don't understand. I, I don't know what you we're, mean we're, we're talking footwork. about making his feet work for him, let, letting his lower body generate power. Like that, we're not saying he has terrible footwork. It's more nuanced to that. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, where's the tough love for any <laughs> any of the Cabo click? Honestly, it, it feels like it's a fraternity. The team very fratty. The team and there's like you know the social chair and the president and they're like the, there's the inner sanctum that all hang out together and then there's the brothers and then there's the pledges and it feels like Ayuk's been a pledge forever. <laughs> I don't understand why they treat him like that. It's not fair. But Debo but, is definitely but the, the social. But the chair. brothers are also some of the retired players like Joe Staley. You know they get to come back and hey and Kyle pledges and. Kyle's in the fraternity, even though <laughs> I know he is. Yeah, he's from corporate. Uh, he's Timothy from Glanders, corporate. <laughs> right? Like he's forty. J. Mark Garza says nobody in the Cabo crew has ever been in Kyle's doghouse, but tips, plays, drops, misses games every year. Ba is too hardcore for that soft crew. <laughs> There's so much truth to that. I mean, look, Trent Williams is over here tipping plays, and Kyle's like. Bye bye me. Brandon Ayuk like breathes on him the wrong way. And Kyle's like, how dare you? You now you think you're gonna get the ball? I don't know. Jay Mark. That uh that might have been the first time that you just dropped a falsetta with me on the show. And it was like an angel came from the other side of the screen. That was cray crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Fun fact about me, I really am good at falsetto. Yeah. I'm like, you know, remember the dream? Yeah. I'm like. I'm the nightmare. <laughs> I was going to say, what? where are you I'm going with this? <laughs> Muid says, trade needs Tory Lane's hair transplant surgeon. I don't even, I've never seen Tory, Tory Lane's. No. I know about him. But, but he, needs, him. he needs Brian, or the same Brian Erlacher and Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders has a full head of hair now at like 55 or whatever if you he is. ever go to Chicago, you see billboards of, Brian Erlacher with a full head of hair everywhere. It's like you're on yeah. the moon. It's really weird. Yeah. That being said, though, I always feel like if LeBron James, like one of the most wealthy athletes in the world, can't figure out some Rogaine that works for him, this problem the technology doesn't exist. It, it well, the, it does though with transplants. The problem is when you're still playing or you're wearing a helmet, you can't you can't okay. because it messes okay. everything up. So it's like one of those okay. things where Trey's going to lose all of his hair in the next few years, and then he's going to be fifty. You're going to see him come, come back. back as an alum and he's going to have a full head of hair. And you're like, what? How did that happen? So one day LeBron and Kevin Durant are going to have like full oh, luscious yeah. heads of hair. Ge I guarantee it. Especially LeBron. He seems very like all. Yeah, I don't think Kevin Durant cares at all. No, he's like, I'm just hooping. <laughs> I like that about Kevin. All Niner says, hey, y'all, if Kittle injuries his, uh, injures his right shoulder, are we blaming it on the WWE clothesline? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Gammon Brown says, who wins Super Bowl first? Uh, Sala McDaniels or Shanahan? Or D'Amico? Um, oh, yeah, D'Amico. None of them. None of none them, of them have a quarterback that I would... Go with none of them? Yeah. I don't know. I, I the don't... only coach from this tree who's won a Super Bowl is McVay, and he gave up the whole running play-action stuff and just got a quarterback and said bombs away. Like, who who else from this coaching tree is willing to do that? I don't know. We'll have to see. Stay tuned, yeah. folks. Till next week. Nathan Flores says it's April 12th, 2026, and Kyle Shannon still doesn't have a franchise quarterback. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. That was well done. 
All right, moving on. Let's talk draft. 11 picks. All after 98. What are the three most important positions the Niners need to address in this draft? Like, they got three-thirds. What should they take? Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Man, I you know, it's that it's going to be pretty boring up until that point, and then we're going to get so excited when three out of four picks are the 49ers. The end of that third round, I can't wait for it, assuming they don't trade up. I think the three most important positions of need, I'm going to go number one, safety. Because right now, I mean, they're relying on on a 33-year-old who had arguably the best year of his career. I don't know if I would rely on that again and also health from both of those guys. So they need a safety. They need somebody that can come so in Sean Gibbs is a little legend that could, though, man. That guy's been beating the odds since 2014. <laughs> oh, for anyway, sure. For sure. I love but He's even, let, Let's say the, they both stay healthy, which would be ideal. They're going to need somebody next year. And so no, now no, is the time right, to start figuring that out so i would say safety Mm -hmm. i would then probably say edge and then outside corner no love for drake jackson huh i do love drake jackson but they don't have any depth there grant i mean who's the depth depth there like there's no like cleveland farrell (laughs) (laughs) sorry cleveland yeah you're right that's a big one that's a big one so I mean I I could go back and forth between the outside so what, corner. I, I and cut edge. you off. What was it? What was after Drake? What was after DN? Outside corner. Okay. Okay. They need another corner. Okay. I mean, because who's the first one off the Ambry Thomas, Bontrez Knight? I mean, maybe they can Sam be good, Womack. But, but he's more of a. I think he's going to play inside. I, I mean, I look at him as more of a nickel. So yeah, I don't I, I don't know what Steve Wilkes wants. You know, it's that's true. You know, that's like true. he might want someone bigger. At nickel, mm-hmm. so that's what some uh, D coordinators want because they want like a run defender there or whatever. Maybe they want Isaiah Oliver in there or Miles Hart's Hartsfields in there, and they yeah. want Samuel Womack outside. I have no idea. I was yeah. thinking tight end as one of them. I know it's not a huge need because you have George it would Kittle. Be in my top released. five. I mean, it's a killer class of tight ends. They might be able to get one of them where they're at. Kittle's almost thirty. It's about they're like three years overdue from getting a, a quality yeah. number two tight end, especially with how the season it like you really want to be the team that puts Tyler Croft and other backup tight ends in important positions. Then get a guy that wasn't freaking inactive 11 times this year. You understand? Like get someone good. I thought that's what Charlie Warner was supposed to be, but he was like a six round pick and he didn't really work out. He, he came from Georgia. There's a dominant running team. Get someone with some real. uh gifts that would be one and then um offensive tackle i know they got zakel last year they got mckivis they got trent williams that's it they need they need more they need a fourth guy it seems to me they got four guards they got banks burford feliciano and more they also have two centers in brendel and feliciano i think they're set in the interior but at at otak at ot they got trent williams colt mckivis and nick zakel and and uh, that's it. So I think an offensive tackle is like they definitely got to draft one, and the higher up the better. And I would think they're gonna take a linebacker pretty high, somewhere between round three and round five. I know people like McCrary Ball, um, but I don't know if they're just gonna hand him the the job. And I don't think they look at Demetrius Flanagan Foles or Owen Oren Burks as anything more than special teamers. So I think they're gonna go for a linebacker. What? It's funny because you mentioned Zakel as a tackle. I think they might view him as the future center. 
Maybe, but I think I think Brendel's the center. They, they gave him a long-term contract. They got Feliciano. Yeah. Like Zakel's never played center. I think that was a they were they were flirting with it. But again, he's six six. I think he's built more like a tackle than a center, and he played tackle in college. And I know the Niners <laughs> like drafting a guy and moving him to a totally different position. But I'm just saying he, he they, might. Um, he, he's built they, very similar to Colton Kivitz, but he's a better they, athlete. I think he might be able to beat out McKivitz. Yeah, that's a possibility. I think one of the things that we're going to see a lot, and we saw it a lot last year, and I remember there was a lot of conversation like, how are they ever going to get continuity by changing this thing every other snap the way that they were? We're going to see the same thing because I feel like there's four or five guys that can play multiple positions, and they're going to figure out where these guys work best, what what you know pairings work better with other. They're going to figure this thing out. I mean... You know, you're going to see probably Zakel at th- two or three different positions. You might see Burford at tackle and guard, Moore at tackle and guard, uh, Feliciano at center and guard. I, I just feel like there's multiple things that we might see this year until they get it all figured out. I feel like wide receivers a need as well. Like, you don't know how long Ayuk's going to be on this team. Like, Debo Samuel had a discouraging year. He's He could bounce back. Jawan Jennings how much longer is he going to be on the team? Ray Ray's this got year. one more year on his contract. Like yeah. Danny Gray showed nothing, like literally nothing. They could use another wide receiver. You got 11 picks. I mean, you could take a position, one of every position. So I think wide receiver would be maybe not the, the highest, but it's an important position. You can get good players in the draft, even in round three and it's offense. That's another one. Yeah. And they, they've also got to start looking at a use check replacement at some point. And there is that Jason pullback Pope. at a, North Dakota State that had a perfect RAS score. I mean, that's that might be the guy, you know. It's true. Um, yeah, I think they're Jason Poe was sort of for like the Trey Lance offense. I think yeah. they were trying to go Baltimore Ravens and he was going to be their Project Pat DeMarco. Is that his name? Project Pat DeMarco? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But now they're I back forgot to the about Poe. Oh, yeah, shoot. I mean, yeah. he's gonna get some run too at one of the interior spots. So yeah, there's a lot of Jeez. Also, there's quarterback. I mean, the Niners got two injured ones and Sam Darnold. Uh, you always got to be looking. They had a private workout with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, which I find interesting because that's like a whole day, and you dedicated it to him. I, a lot of people would think the Niners aren't going to draft a quarterback, but oh, they are. they're at least thinking about it, and I don't know. Maybe this guy goes round seven. Maybe he goes higher, but seems like the Niners are looking at quarterback as a position of need. I, I think that they, they first of all, they're going to need some sort of arm in camp. You need a third quarterback. and yeah, If Brock's not there, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that a lot of people assume that Sam Darnold can't get cut. This is very Nate Sudfeld. You look at the sure. money that Nate Sudfeld was being paid last year. Yes, Sam Darnold is a little bit more guaranteed. However, the difference is the cap went up. So with inflation... From a percentage standpoint, I don't think there's any guarantees that Sam Darnold's on this roster either. You know, everybody talks about Trey being That's traded. Uh, you might see Sam Darnold get cut if he comes in and just yeah, he only has two million dollars. He only has yeah. two million dollars guaranteed from the Niners. I think that's basically what Sudfeld had. Yeah. Two million. Two, two, two million. and a half, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if they draft a guy like Dorian Thompson Robinson and he's better than than Sam Darnold, good. I mean, Sam Darnold's a reclamation project. Like yep. Dorian Thompson Robinson doesn't have five years of failure in the NFL that he has to overcome. Like he's <laughs> right. cheerful and undefeated, you know? 
bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how this quarterback thing plays out, but I, I would expect that they either draft someone or immediately sign someone right after the draft because that's that's going to be a position of need as well. They're going to need a quarterback for sure. Can I say something directly to Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, do it. Kyle. I'll Kyle. plug my ears. <laughs> no, you can listen. <laughs> you don't need a running back. You don't need a running back. <laughs> in round okay? three. You don't need a running back at all. You have the best running back room in the entire league. Resist the urge to draft another running back, especially in round three, but any round. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, great player. Elijah Mitchell, great player when healthy. Jordan Mason, I think he could be a hell of, is a hell of a player. And you got Ty Davis Price, too, who may not even make the team enough. And Debo and Ray Ray. Enough, please, please, please. That's it. Yeah, if they draft running back and they do it again in round three, I don't. I, <laughs> I just don't. He know. officially would have a problem at that point. He would have a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> we're gonna have to put him in a twelve-step program to not draft yeah. running back. Yeah. <laughs> Gavin Brown says, "Question for both of you, and please answer honestly. How many people do you have working uh, with for you for content generation and thumbnail making? Zero. Zero. It's, I'm not a corporation. I, I know it looks like I'm balling over here, but I ain't balling like that. I'm balling enough to work for myself. Yeah. Actually, I got Jose. I got Jose, but he's he he writes for me. He doesn't do anything for my YouTube channel. He works for uh, SI. Yeah, I, I think I think that's one of the things that um, people people need to understand is that when you get into this, like you need to kind of learn how to do a little bit of everything. It's not just the content. This is the easy part coming up with content. It can, yep. can be a little hard in the off season, but talking, this is the easy part. It's all the back end yep. stuff, cutting up your videos or making your thumbnails or titles or whatever. I mean, that's all the hard stuff. It's hard. So it is hard. It's tedious. Plumbing guy 42, still the guy it says report Debo Samuel will miss several weeks due to being overweight from the addiction to Mike and Ike's. I just feel like if you're going to have Mike and Ike's as a candy of choice. Now, I think the reason he was eating them is that it matched his fit, which I think is kind of cool to have like an accessory, like a drink or a, some, a snack grip? that, yeah. that kind of matches. That's pretty dope. And I, especially if you're 25, but you don't have to eat the whole box, dude, in front of everyone has a lot of Mike and Ike's like get some Sour Patch Kids like a normal person. <laughs> I feel. I feel. Get like, some Skittles like a normal this, person. Not, okay? not, not Skittles. This, see, this is just a few shows ago. I got roasted for hating Skittles. So let's not go down that path again. You hate them. Hate them. Hate they're so them. overrated. They're trash. Like they're candy corn to you. Like you would just be like past. Like I don't even want. Yes. It. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yes. Cool, man. I'm, I'm trick-or-treating with you next year because I'm taking all those Skittles. <laughs> Miguel says, what's the over-under that Kyle runs Trey week one and the first drive and Debo comes looking like the Pillsbury Doughboy? Oh, man. <laughs> well, I, I would... Debo's going to come in in shape. I've already said that, but... Yeah. Trey's definitely going to get ran the first drive. Yes. <laughs> Unless Jed says no. Dave Barkley says, do you guys watch the draft? Yeah, I yeah. cover the draft. Yeah, I'll yeah. be in, a, in Santa Clara for the draft. 2.0 says LeBron has already said he's going to implant Anthony Davis's unibrow if they make a run this year. <laughs> I think Anthony Davis would be down. It's oh, We got you, Nathan. Um, sorry, there's a bunch that I skipped. Let me get them, and then we'll move on. All Niners says, am I mistaken, or did I see reports of the Niners meeting with first, second round guys? In your opinions, 
If the Niners move up via trade, how will they do it? Well, they got a wide receiver. They got a quarterback. They got a couple of wide receivers. They got yeah. a tight end. Yeah, yeah. Running I mean, they backs. Got, they, got, they, got, they got things they can trade. They got things. Yeah. You know, it's funny because Ayuk gets brought up a lot. Trey Lance obviously gets brought up a lot. And I, I don't know that any of the players on the roster are going to get moved. I wouldn't bet on it, but if I was going to bet on one, I think Elijah Mitchell might be a candidate because I think wow. there's some value there. He's young. He's inexpensive. For the Perfect. 49ers, he continuously gets injured. If they believe in JP and they believe in TDP and Kyle just can't help himself but to draft another guy, why not Mitchell? I mean, you spent almost nothing yeah. on him. If you can get a fourth-round pick for him, I think that might be a guy that would get moved. I, if anybody, that's I, a, I could. See that's a him good call. Moved. I would think like, yo, get rid of Ty Davis Price. But to your point, I mean, Mitchell should be a starter. He's that good. He's mm-hmm. not going to get the touches he deserves here. He's not going to voice his displeasure publicly. Publicly, but he'd have to be dis, displeased. His agent too. Uh, kind of a Jeff Wilson Jr. situation. Kind of a yeah. Raheem Moses situation. So. Is there a former Niners coach such as D'Amico or Robert Sala or those two who might want Elijah Mitchell? I mean, or a team like Dallas that could use another guy to go with their injured running back that's coming off of a a serious injury. You look at a team like the Chargers who they're having trouble paying Eckler. Sounds like they're going to make him play out his contract. So do they just say, hey, we don't really need you. We're going to bring in this guy, and he's going to compete with you and take snaps from you and then be our future. I mean, I feel like there's multiple teams that could use somebody like a Mitchell. Absolutely. Dave Barclay says, what running back are we taking third round? Dude. Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet. <laughs> I have no Adam idea. Adam Peters went to UCLA, played at UCLA. Was yeah. D- I don't think he actually played at UCLA, but he was on the UCLA football team. He was a walk-on. Shout out to Adam Peters. In your you camps, has the thought of using AI come up? Came up. I wouldn't know how to use it. Jesse's um, like always a year ahead of all the technology stuff on me. So if he starts using AI, I'll ask him how, and then he'll tell me. So Jesse, yeah. answer. I mean, AI definitely could can be useful. I think it's still a little bit behind probably what you would need, but you can't really use it for thumbnails, Not at least not in the game that we're in, the sports game. And, you know, you is it going to start writing it. game stories? Well, <laughs> you, I mean, it can write everything, but you could use it for titles, I guess. Oh. You, I mean, you could use it for titles and that type of stuff. But I don't know. I feel like I come no. up with some pretty good titles. So I think I try to put my personality into those things. I mean, my thumbnails and, t- and titles aren't good. You wouldn't call them good, but they're me. And I think people at least they're so branding. You. They're it's so branding. you. Yeah, people know. that. It, yeah. So anyway. Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. Do you think Kyle Shanahan even cares which one is the starting quarterback? No, I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares. And, you know, Gammon had brought up the, the question earlier about the quarterbacks. And what if they went to an NFC championship with another new guy? I don't think it would surprise me. And this is a conversation that I've had over the last week with a couple different people. Let's remove Kyle Shanahan from the situation. 
If I tell you the end result to the season, Grant, is NFC Championship, but I don't tell you the quarterback, could Doesn't you matter. put any of the quarter? I mean, if I said Trey Lance was a starter and you got to the NFC Championship and lost, you could believe it. Brock Purdy, we've already seen it. Sam Darnold, if he played the best he's ever played in his career, wouldn't be shocked. It's... I could totally see the Niners losing the NFC Championship game with Sam Darnold. Absolutely. Yes. I feel like the Niners could lose in the NFC Championship game with a cool 25 quarterbacks, maybe more. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. So no, I don't know I if they can win a Super Bowl, but they could definitely lose an NFC Championship game with 25 quarterbacks. And Darnold's yeah. on that list. God yeah. love him. Maybe, a Dor maybe Dorian Thompson-Robinson is too. Maybe. <sighs> maybe. I mean, maybe the guy that starts the NFC Championship is not even on the roster yet. We don't know. Maybe. So, it's not Josh I Johnson, though. God, love I don't you, think Josh. I'm cares, so sorry, dude. not Josh. No, not I'm Josh. So sorry. It's not Josh. one of the 25. And it wasn't CJ Beathard. It is not. And it never will be CJ Beathard. I want to make that real clear. That's <laughs> true. Maybe Mullins could have Mullins had to play on that 2020 team that was all banged up. Mullins couldn't move like Purdy, but Mullins used to throw for like 300 yards a game. He was prolific. Purdy doesn't really do that. He checks the ball yeah. down. He gets in the red zone and then he throws a touchdown pass every single time, which is really impressive. But um, Mullins was like, he still has that stat where like it's him and Mahomes and Andrew Luck for the <laughs> yeah. mercy, most throwing first yards in the first 16. So it's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Sorry. How? Yeah. How? How? <laughs> and that's true. I mean, Darnold isn't good. So I'm not saying he's all of a sudden good, but I could see him playing well. For he's aspiring for game manager. He's like, maybe I can just stop losing games by yeah. myself. I, I Maybe just, if I could just I could check it, it down. But he played with McCaffrey already. They're right. it's, I don't think this is going to go so well for Sam Darnold. I don't know. It's like, okay, well, uh, Jim Harbaugh did this with Alex Smith. Like, I'm sure the Niners organization sees some parallels here. Yeah, but Jim Harbaugh in 2011, if he said this quarterback's good and I want to coach him, that did wonders for a guy's confidence. Like, Kyle doesn't necessarily have that effect on quarterbacks. Yeah, I but mean, also... Kyle has this innate ability to take bad decision makers, which is exactly what Sam Darnold is, and kind of elevate them because he says, hey, this is where you're throwing, period. You don't have it. This is the option. True. And if you don't throw it here, you will be you're benched. benched. And yeah. so because of that, it and he should be open out of it. as opposed to the, everything else he's been doing in his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's a big reason why quarterbacks play really well under him but they don't necessarily develop and get better because they're not learning anything. They're just being told what to do, and they do it, and it works. Most of the time. 72% so. of the time, it works 100% of the time. Exactly. There you yes. go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's... Kyle cares. I think Kyle feels that he's the star of this offense. That like The stars of the offense are him. He's one. Caffrey, two. Debo, three. Kittle, four. IU five. Trent Williams is a star. Trent Williams, but he doesn't touch the ball, so he's not really a star per se. Because Kyle's a star. I mean, he's Kyle doesn't a touch star. the ball either. Yeah. Sure, that's a good point. And he goes to Cabo. But Kyle's check doesn't touch the ball and he's still a star. So there you go. Great point. Great point. All right. Give me a free agent, someone who's a free agent right now, and probably will be a free agent after the draft that you think Niner fans should uh, keep their eye on as someone the team could, should, would, might go after. Yeah, I mean, I think Yannick Ngakwe is a guy that everybody's going to mention or should until he's signed. But we'll see what happens with him. 
I'm going to go back a little bit, maybe somebody that might be a little bit more realistic. And I was talking about corner being a position of need. The 49ers like their veteran corners, and this guy is a veteran. However, unlike some of the other ones, he's still only, I think, 27, maybe 28 years old. He'll play it this season. Played for a division rival, kind of fell off a little bit. That's Shaq Griffin. Hmm. I think he's only 27 right now. So I look at him. He's trying to resurrect his career. You give him a one-year prove it. Hey, no guarantees. You're here to compete. If you can win the job, great. If not, you'll be a backup. But we've got a secondary coach that can really help you out. He's our new D coordinator. And I, he fits the mold. They need an outside corner, and he is that. So I think that's a guy that could end up in a San Francisco 49er uniform if they don't find guys in the draft that they like better. I think it's a good call. And the Niners are talking themselves in De- into Diamondor Lenore, which feels like even more risky than talking themselves into Brock. Like Brock at least did it for two months. Like Diamondor Lenore had like three good games. He was getting roasted deep for huge plays. And then all of a sudden, he settled down a little bit and he jumped a couple short passes, picked him off. And they're looking at him as being like a impact player, like, Hey, wait a second, man. Like he's he's still gonna give he, he's still gonna get targeted deep down the field. And you don't know that he's not gonna get mossed at the catch point every time because he's frankly he's a little small. So I don't know. I, I they should probably hedge their bets at corner, and the hedge isn't Ambry. It's it should be someone not on the team. Or or Samuel Womack. It should be someone. I'm with you on that. It's a good call. Yeah, and you know, they may draft that guy, and that's fine. But if they if they don't and they just want to bring in a veteran. Bring in a camp body. I think that might be a guy worth looking at. I got a name for you. And this guy's intriguing. Like, you're going to be like, how is this guy still available? Matt Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well played. Very, very well played. You think he's done? Uh, Did he officially get cut by the Colts? That's a good question. Actually, That's happened. A good question. I think he's still technically on the Colts roster, is he not? I might be mistaken. I might have just missed that completely. I feel like he's still on the Colts roster. I don't remember hearing that come across the uh, ticker yeah. there. <laughs> Yesterday, the Colts, um, I think, posted the uh, intro. Of Shane Steichen's a new coach, and he like addressed yeah. the team, and he tried to like fire him up. And I listened to the first five seconds, and it sounded bad. So I turned it off because I was touting him and I just looked through the comments and people were saying stuff like, man, this guy couldn't motivate me to get off the couch. I was like, oh no, is it going to go bad for St. Steichen and NT? Oh no. He does seem a little awkward. He's a little goofy. A little intense. He just needs his quarterback, man. As long as he gets his quarterback, he'll be fine. But yeah, you know. Uh, Did you watch but it? Didn't, didn't we get the same thing? Was it? It was Sirianni was the same thing, wasn't it? When he, his first media, wasn't it him that got roasted? It It was like, dude, this is awful. What what did they do? What kind of mistake did they make? There was a head coach in the last couple of years that was hired. Wasn't it Adam Gase when his eyes were, wasn't it Adam Gase when his eyes were wandering and stuff when he was? No, no, it wasn't that. I'm going to go back and I, I want to say it was Sirianni. Everybody's like, this dude has no clue. This was awful. He's turned out okay. So I don't know. Nick Sirianni's like the offensive Jim Tom Sula. A little rough around the edges, but he's cool. He's good. 
What I like about <laughs> Nick Sirianni is how he always goes for it on fourth down. I love that. I wish most more coaches would do that. I feel like he's that's, gutsy, man. Yeah, I mean, that's great. He's more gutsy than Andy Reid. That's tough. Yeah, Andy. Andy says off topic. How dare you? Oh, for ten bucks, let's do it. But what kind of wine do you and your dad like? I live in Walla Walla, where uh, wine is a big deal. So Bledsoe even rings. owns a winery here. I would love to send you and your pops a bottle. That's very nice, Andy. Um, generally, my dad and I drink like Oregon Pinots, Willamette Valley Pinots. He likes uh, Beaujolais a lot from France. We don't generally drink that much like cabs and stuff, but when we do... We often drink stuff from Washington State, which is phenomenal. So, um, yeah, we like red, we're generally red drinkers. If you want to send some wine my way, email me, and I'll tell you my. Uh, don't email me, DM me, hey. DM me on 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 in, on Twitter. I'll, I'll be on the lookout, Andy. You on Twitter? Twitter? Bledsoe, like Drew Bledsoe? Yeah, he's from out. He's from up there. Huh? Did he went to? Yeah, went he to was, Washington yeah, State. I guess, what did he play for Washington State? He went to Washington State. Yeah. I don't know why I know that. Dustin the Gale says, have you guys watched the Star Wars show and or, and if not, you must, 100% Game Changer. I don't watch any. I've never watched a Star Wars movie in my life. Really? Well, I respect that. I take it to the next level. The first two are good. You can stop after that. Okay. If you ever get around to it, but I'm not going to tell you to do it because actually it's a badge of pride at this point, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm wearing that one proudly. Just I've like never I hate seen, Skittles. Oh. I've never seen Titanic the whole way through. My wife sometimes puts it on when it's on TV, and I've seen certain scenes, but I've never seen the whole movie. Titanic. <laughs> You've me? seen the important stuff. You know what it's yeah. about. No, I haven't, because it's only on TV when it's, when it's <laughs> when I get to see it. So I always miss that. People, I remember my friends were talking about it in fourth grade. I was like, still not going <laughs> to see it. <laughs> yeah. Saul Goodman says, Jesse, you are thinking of Dan Campbell of the Lions. Yeah, I want to say... It wasn't Dan Campbell, though. I, I know because oh, Dan Campbell's a little, it was bad. You know, no, but I'm talking about not addressing the press, addressing the team. Yeah. Steichen addressing the team. And it, yeah, it is a little roasting bit. the hell out a little, of I'm going to watch Siri. Now, I, now I've made it a mission. I'm going to watch Sirianni's intro presser. I'm pretty positive it was him that was just awful. All right, guys. Um, 702 on the West Coast, 1002 on the East Coast. Um, about three hours away from Jesse hitting me up with a bunch of text messages about Trey Lance's mechanics. We'll be up late tonight. What do you got going on in, in, in the meantime, in between time? Yeah, man. Uh, 10 minutes from now, I'm doing the call-in show over at Last Second Sports. So call in. Let me know your thoughts. If you hate my takes, you can call in as well. It's your time to sound off. So tap in over there. Yeah. Do you remember that? Do you ever watch South Park when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Do you remember when they first had the tally episode? And yeah. <laughs> it was such a ridiculous episode. And they had like had like a fake merch uh commercial. And they were suddenly like, I hate tally t-shirts. I love tally t-shirts. I was like, that's genius. <laughs> I should make those t-shirts. I love Grant Cone. I hate Grant Cone. I love, that is actually really genius, no matter what you're capturing everybody. Or I yeah. have zero. I have zero feelings on Grant Cohn. <laughs> I'm in like the that. middle when it comes to Grant Cohn. I don't care either way. Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, Tally, man. He was, that was a great character. It's, always, it's almost like they were like, let's make the worst character possible. Okay. Okay. A towel. Who's a pothead. Oh, yeah. The boom. That's, that's the worst eye, character yeah. ever. But it actually yeah. had, they, they, I mean, they've worked with him for 
decades. Like they've really taken him places. He's still in the show. <laughs> I have Grant, no idea. Will you be calling in? Not tonight. No, we just had an hour to talk. Yeah, we we just hashed the whole thing out. Gammon, I appreciate your questions though. He had some very interesting meta behind the scenes questions. <clears throat> Everyone go over to Last Second Sports right now and subscribe and, and participate because it's a call-in show and it's about you. <clears throat> Wanna get high? <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs>